0: Greetings for the day everybody. Welcome to the Human Spices Podcast. This is me, Asmita here and today this is the 8th episode of Back in 2010 series where I invite guests or the people I know whom we conversate about how they were back in 2010 as compared to how they are today. Their personal journeys, their learnings, experiences, etc. Today we have Mithila, who will be talking about her life journey and what all she has been doing till date. Welcome to my show, Mithila. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Asmita. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Uh, it's really nice uh, to be talking to you today. Thank you so
0: much for coming over. So, how was you. your day today?
1: Uh, day was well. Uh, it was good. I actually did a lot of cleaning of the house and, you know, utilized all my time in scr- scrubbing and mopping. So, yes, it was a tiring day, but refreshing.
0: All right. Okay, great. So, uh, so do you remember how we met? This is just for the uh, listeners, where they get to know at least, like, you know, how we know each other. So, um, do you remember by any chance?
1: Uh, yes, of course. We met at the Barking Dog Productions auditions, I think. Yes, yes. And 2018 back. Yes, sometime I think in December 2017 or beginning of 2018, not very sure, but yeah, around that time. Yeah. And I think we were both in two different plays, but we would occasionally bump into each other during rehearsals. And that's
0: chicken of joy. <laughs> yes absolutely Bengali, yes
1: the Bengali food and stuff yes yes yes, absolutely and then uh, I think we also kind of continued staying connected uh, remotely but I think we never really lost touch even though we really didn't meet too many times besides the rehearsal space
0: yeah 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 I, I really like what you do so basically Mithila has her own theatre initiative right where you where it's called a drifting leaves i mean correct
1: or yes. wrong yes yes uh, i run my own theater venture it's called drifting leaves theater mm-hmm. and i began the venture about a year and a half back uh-huh. uh, and it it just began like an idea really but yes that's what i do besides also uh, my passion in education so i pursue that also parallelly ah
0: okay so prior to coming up with this uh, theater venture were you working somewhere like you know were you professionally and indulged in some company or uh, or or were you from the beginning you were into the theater uh profile uh
1: so i was uh actually doing theater more like a passion mm-hmm. uh not so much as a mainstream thing that uh, you know that that came my way much later mm-hmm. but uh, ever since uh, college time and ever since, uh, um, ever since I don't know, for the longest time that I can remember really, mm-hmm. I have uh, pursued theatre more like a passion and I did a lot of uh, theatre workshops with different people mm-hmm. and uh, I think that is what added to the richness of my experience and uh, working with different theatre groups which helped me look at, uh, observe different styles of theater different masters of theater who taught me different things and i think it just um, you know it, it, it began like a passion but i think at some point it turned for me it just became a way of life for me at some point and i realized that these are the things that is going to keep people connected and i wanted to pursue it more in a, in a more serious way mm-hmm. so that it it becomes bigger, it becomes larger and becomes something that I I do for, uh, you know, I do not just as a time pass for myself, but something that I want uh, that should reach more people uh, in a more serious way. So that's how I think Drifting Leaves became, uh, you know, came to life. Uh, yeah. And until then, I was just working with a lot of theater groups and, you know, just exploring my options and opportunities.
0: Okay, so uh, since when are you into the theater thing and uh, since when did Drifting Leaves uh, come into existence?
1: Uh, So I've been in theater, uh, you can say, for at least about 12 to 13 years. But in a very scattered way, I I wouldn't, uh, you know, 13 years would be to brag it in a way that, in a way to say that uh, I have, done a few productions in the past, uh, say, in, uh, in local communities or, you know, uh, in the Marathi community that, I, uh, that my parents were a part of, or even in school or even in college. So it was, it was more, like I said, out of passion and out of the interest of, you know, theater as an art. And uh, so it was a bit scattered in, in, the, in the years when I was studying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but later, I think, from 2016, um, it became a little more serious, and I joined uh, a weekend theater group, which would give me a space where I would go every weekend, and it then just translated into becoming something that I wanted to do long uh, for a long term, you know, pursue uh, it long term. And uh, Drifting East Theater came to life. Let me see, 2017. I'm sorry, hmm. 2018. 2018 October, I would yeah, I would mark that as the beginning of drifting leaf theater. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So
0: how has it been going on right now, and how many people um are there with you working on this project?
1: Uh, so currently, uh, drifting leaf theater is doing very well. Uh, that mm-hmm. is one thing that I definitely want to say. Uh, proudly and assertively Amazing. that uh, yeah I'm very happy with the way Drifting Theatre has progressed from where it began mm-hmm. and I'm sure that it's only going to get better from here on um I'm currently working on a on a production it's called The Rainbow mm-hmm. and it's basically on uh, autism awareness and oh, yeah Yes, uh, maybe some of some people may have seen the posters out, yeah. in those Especially in the theater community, would have seen those uh, posters or those invites out. Uh the production was supposed to be staged in April this this year, but because uh-huh. of the lockdown and stuff, the plans have got postponed, and now it's a little uncertain as to how how far ahead the you know does that day lie. So uh, we are about a team of fifteen people uh, right now in uh, in the production. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's the team that is currently working in in the direction to give something to the audience. Yeah,
0: great, great. Thank you for sharing that um, ab- about drifting leaves. Uh, now you. coming back to the um, coming back to the topic of discussion that is back in 2010. Would you like to yeah. take us through uh, to your timeline back in 2010, how you were mm-hmm. as compared to how you are today? And like, you know, how was your, this 10 year journey uh, look like?
1: Sure. Uh, 2010 seems to be really, really far behind in my memory. So, you know, I like to really dig up uh, some stuff that, you know, I would like to share, but uh-huh. uh, I think my, how I see myself in 20 uh, how I see myself today versus what I was in 2010, I think there has been a very big difference in my journey in the last 10 years. Okay. Uh, in 2010, I had just graduated from my master's and I had come back home after two years of uh, hostile life and, you know, mm-hmm. enjoying freedom at the cost of uh, studying and my parents and, you know, everything like that. So mm-hmm. i it was more like tasting freedom for the first time. And I had come back home after those two years of a master's, which I did in Gujarat. Okay. So 2010 is, um, so 2010, um, I actually began my year with, uh, with, a, with a friend's accident. Actually, the year began like that. And uh, she had, gone to the ICU and it was she was my best friend and it kind of shocked me into realizing you know how fragile life is mm. and I think that was the first encounter of me uh you know um I don't know I think that uh, it just seemed to be that the beginning of realizing that life is not all fairy tale or it's not all uh you know it's not always the way we think it should be sure. um so that uh, when my friend underwent that accident then I spent an entire month by her side, uh, you know, to make sure that she's okay and her parents were there and, you know, it, it was a very difficult month in, in January when uh, she was recovering. Okay. Uh, post that, actually, incidentally, I got engaged in February 2010 and I spent the next nine months talking to my future husband uh, on the phone. Uh, who was staying abroad and I was just getting to know him uh, through a distance and I thought maybe that's good enough and we got married in 2010 November. Okay. Uh, so that's part of how my 2010 looked and immediately after getting married, January 1st 2011, I flew out of the country to join him in Texas. Okay. Um, so, my my year began with a shocking news of having a friend with, you know, having had a head injury and an accident and it ended with me flying out of the country itself. Right. So, yeah, when I speak of it, it kind of overwhelms me how that year was because it shifted a lot within me as a person and it shifted my world from where it started and where it ended. Um, I was a very i was a very docile uh, person then i was somebody who would just um i would just just be a, i was a very obedient person a very obedient child which is which is a little contradictory to what i am today uh, i would rarely speak my mind i would kind of swallow down words even if i i was discomforted i would uh, you know let somebody else have their way because I didn't want confrontations. I was scared of uh, putting my foot down. I I didn't want to draw boundaries with people because I thought I would hurt them or I would make them feel rejected. Mm. And uh, that was the space I functioned in, in back in 2010. And uh, a lot of it, I believe, came from also the fact that I felt very rejected as a child. Uh, and uh, that's why I just wanted to be very... Uh, I wanted to be likable by everybody mm-hmm. uh, and that's why I would I would uh, you know allow anything and everything you know even if it was the most hurtful thing to come my way and not say a word about it because I didn't want I didn't want people not to like me so that was Nithila in 2010 okay, okay. Uh, so to put it in a nutshell uh, of course this is a long long uh, or oh, a big nutshell I would say but <laughs> <laughs> uh Michila in 2020 is one independent. Uh, she's. Uh, so my marriage didn't work. After a couple of years in 2010, after we got married, yeah, so 2012, I was in the marriage up to 2012, mm-hmm. after which I realized things were not working well with the family, and I had to take the hard call of uh, letting that relationship go.
0: Okay.
1: And that took me through a series of legal uh, transactions for the next two and a half years, which concluded in 2015, which is about five years back, precisely. Right. And, uh, yeah, so when I came out of the marriage, I, I realized I didn't, I didn't want to depend on my parents, financially at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were supporting me Emotionally, they were supporting me physically in terms of also letting me stay in the, you know in, in our house and, you know. Right. Uh, but I, I wanted to not give them put that burden of financial dependence on them. And, right. and uh, so I basically began my career only a little later in 2013, as a result of all that. Uh, So I wasn't really working before that. And I was on uh, a dependent visa when I was with my ex-husband. So I couldn't really work when I was abroad. So my career began in 2013. Mm -hmm. And after that, I have really not stopped working or earning my own, uh, you know, means. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So in 2020, if I had to define myself, I'm one, extremely independent. Mm -hmm. I don't have the fear of people not liking me anymore. I am more straightforward. I speak what I'm comfortable with. I speak what I'm not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, I live in the same city as my parents, but I live away from them. So I have my own space. And um, that's like I claim my space. I claim my sense of what I prefer and what I don't, which was very, very different from what I was uh, in 2010 and I'm far more focused about my life and the choices I want to make um, In back in 2010 I think I was just like you know just drifting basically <laughs> just drifting with the wind and not knowing where it was taking me I was just going with it but now I put my foot down on what I'm okay with not okay with preferences choices Uh, whether or not I want to be in relationships whether or not I want to be married not married so these are things that now are I'm putting my I'm making choices about my own life I'm more focused of how I want to see my life Mm -hmm. Um, and yes I think the level of awareness self-awareness has improved um, by uh, you know a hundred times in 10 years, I would say, because of several experiences I went through. And yeah, I, I realized that uh, uh, even my family members sometimes don't have the kind of awareness that I have uh, in in the last 10 years. So yeah, that's my story.
0: <laughs> wow. So like you said that we met uh, only at the theater and, and it was very small in interactions that we had, right? And the last time, I think, we personally met at Rangasthala when I was uh, uh, being a part of this Indra Dhanush Theatre. And I saw you standing over there all like, you know, giggling and all with all friends and stuff. So that that was the last meeting we had, what I remember. Yes. And
1: I think that
0: was uh 2 years back 2018 or 19 somewhere around i like
1: that. think so it was i think 2018 18. i think that was uh-huh. 18 yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah so now that i'm now that i heard all your uh, your this integral journey yeah um my respect my viewpoint towards you totally changed mithila like Thank you for sharing this part with us, Like seriously. Thank
1: you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity <laughs> to share this. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, sometimes revisiting these journeys uh, only helps me realize that uh, I, my, growth curve, yes. my growth curve is, you know, uh, it, it, it makes me re- appreciate my own journey and also I think helps me see that I'm capable wherever I am today. So,
0: Yes. Also, I would like to ask you a few other questions, um, if you may permit.
1: Sure, sure. No problem.
0: Go ahead. Okay. So um, any incident uh, that had happened within this uh, 10 years which has um, changed your uh, viewpoint towards life or uh, which has actually transformed you towards someone you did not ever realize that you would be someone like that? Anything that you um, would you
1: like to say? Uh, I well, uh, I can't put my finger on say one incident that could have changed uh something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, of course, having gone through my divorce was quite a shock uh, for me, and it kind of left me in a very, I was very lost actually at that time, and I didn't know my path forward, uh, really. Uh, so. I think an incident like that, where you commit your, uh, you know, you commit your emotions for life, and it kind of, it it just defeats you. Why it never lasted, or why why life chose that it should not be for life, right? Um, Something like that, I think, uh, changed my perspective towards permanency, and I believe that nothing really is permanent in this world. And even though fleetingly things could look permanent at the surface or you feel this is for life, you know, this is the man for life or this is my relationship for life, you know, it is just just a matter of time how quickly things could change. And I think that has grounded me a lot to know that my relationship only with myself is permanent. And everything else and every other person who may come and go mm-hmm. is just a passenger on the train with me. And I may never be able to tell when this person may get down from the train, but I have to stay on the train as long as I am meant to be on that train. Uh, I mean, I, I know I'm sounding a bit poetic, but... Uh, uh, no, I would...
0: <laughs> it actually makes so much sense. It actually made so much sense.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so I think... What I was in in 2010, basically, it was a part of the Michela I don't recognize because she Mm -hmm. totally believed in uh, happy endings and fairy tales and you know, Mm Cinderella and the Prince Charming and all of that, you know, and the glass slipper. and I know that those are not the things that, uh, that really are the truth. And I don't know, I sometimes feel we were fed the wrong stories as children. And we believe the wrong love stories. <laughs> the real love stories that we should be believing and following is the love story we have with ourselves. Yeah. And the way we fall in love with ourselves. So incidents that basically told me permanency is far. It, hmm. it, it's not true. And permanency only with yourself and your mind is what is real. So yeah.
0: Okay. That is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And um, one last question. Sure. Um, so who is the salt of your life? Uh, salt as in like I would um I'll describe it to you so the human spices means spice, to so like food because i'm 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 a foodie and i'm and i love stories so yeah. i made it a combination of name as a, the human spices as in the human stories
1: okay yes, absolutely
0: yeah and uh, so hence every life has a, 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 every life is basically a dish and yeah. um, if that salt isn't there to taste yeah. so that becomes really tasteless so, yes. who is that person, or who are they, who have been a salt in your life journey?
1: Uh, so, of course, uh, I could I could name a few, but I'd like to limit it to, you know, how mm-hmm. uh, many minutes to think about it. But I would think the salt to my life. Uh-huh. Uh, He's one of my mentors. Uh, Of course, I'd not like to reveal the name, but uh, he was someone who opened my mind and my life um, creatively, emotionally, even romantically, for that Mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. And I think I would call him the source to my life, uh, uh, despite, uh, you know, wherever our journeys may go uh, for him or for me. But... uh, he kind of really changed and shifted the way I looked at myself in a large way, and I give credit to him for that. I always will, for that matter. And the other person who was the salt to my life for the longest time mm-hmm. would be my mother. Um, uh, yeah. Of course, of course, that shifts as you as you become older. The salt to your life changes. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think my mother was always. A, a symbol of strength, a symbol of confidence, uh, a symbol of a woman who would speak her mind and would, you know, would not compromise uh, on her respect. Um, And that was something as a child I found very difficult to be able to find in myself. So Mm -hmm. for the the longest time, she was this person of... I would be in awe of my mother and I would be like, wow, if I can be like her someday or I could, you know... You know, be that a uh, kind of symbol of strength, or be be able to be powerful enough to speak my mind. Mm. It would it would really shift my life. So yeah. Uh-huh. So I think these are the two people I would. Yeah.
0: I think I remember. Uh, so basically, uh, there was this Mother's Day which uh, the, uh, which I was celebrating on uh, the Human Spices blog, and um, uh, you had shared the story of. Uh, uh, you getting scolded by a teacher where it was not your fault even. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, and uh, yes. and uh, your mother came up and uh, she stood by your side. Absolutely. Uh, would you like to talk about it? I mean, I, do, I don't remember much.
1: Uh, Yeah, so it was an incident back in school where my history teacher and me weren't really doing too well with each other as uh, a student and teacher. For whatever reason, I wouldn't want to... Mm-hmm. Dwell too much into it. But um, so she called my mother one day and she was upset that I had not done my homework or something like that. And she said, eh, You know, um, Mrs. Ketkar, your daughter is extremely uh, lazy and she doesn't do her work or whatever. And she basically had a lot of negative things to say about me. And my mother quite patiently sat through it and listened. But and she, and my teacher just said, I'm not going to correct her notebook anymore. And I was, I had cold feet. I almost thought that one of them was going to slap me. You know, I really, like, I, I still, when I, re- when I go back and talk about the story, I can still feel that sinking feeling inside my system when I talk of that moment. Goodness, and okay. The moment my teacher said, I'm not correcting a notebook from now onwards. And this was in grade 10, I think, uh, grade 9. Mm-hmm. And my mother just picked up my notebook in front, which was lying in front of us. And she said, that's okay. I'll take care of her studies. You don't have to correct her notebook. And she just looked at me and said, come, let's go. And I'm like, what? Like, I was shocked. And I'm like, wow. I was, I was like, I, I, felt, I just looked at my teacher because she immediately knew that my mom was not buying to her bullying around anymore. And I thought, I was just, I was like, wow. You know, I felt such a lot of strength having my mother on my side that day. Uh, If I had a mother who believed everything with the teacher and if she, if she fell for the trap that my teacher was giving her, I think the story would have been very different. And I think the scars would have been far deeper. Uh, She actually made me believe that I don't have to depend on anybody for my performance. And that, that shifted a lot in
0: me. Yeah. That's 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 really powerful basically. So when I um uh read that whole story before posting even, yeah. I was like I literally pictured the whole thing happening right in front of me.
1: Yeah.
0: And and you know, it almost looked like a bit of a bollywoody. But then yeah. yes, the, the whole effect was so so strong. Uh yeah. I could actually feel the same thing again when you had uh you know, just, just repeated the whole story. Oh,
1: yeah. Thank you. Actually, I'm yeah. feeling it too. When I wrote it also, I felt uh, you know, like a throwback in time and I felt it again today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing uh, your time uh, and being being a part of this podcast, Journey Mithila. And uh, yes, best of luck for your Drifting Leaves Theatre and your venture and the whole life that dead this this whole long life that's dead
1: thank you thank you so much asmita for this for uh, you know uh giving me the opportunity to share it even uh, you know uh, thinking of me worthy enough to be on your podcast and uh and also helping me go back and uh, re my own journey i wouldn't have done it If it was not for just talking to you casually, but uh, thank you so much for this opportunity and I wish you and Human Spices all the best. I think it's a beautiful platform where a lot of journeys and a lot of stories kind of make you look at people in a more uh, human and a more vulnerable way and that makes us, I think, that deepens the connection between us as a society. Thank you so much.
0: That was Mithila sharing her story, a part of her journey with us, the Human Spices Podcast for Back in 2010 series. Well, if you have any questions, any queries, any doubts, any feedback that you would like to get it to us, you can mail us at thehumanspices at gmail.com or if you want to directly message us on Facebook or Instagram, the handle would be the Spices And... Thank you so much for listening to us, everybody. Have a great day ahead. This is Asmita here, signing off.